Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to remind you that my short story is available for free at johntilton.com. If you sign up for my newsletter, I'll send you both the ebook and audiobook of Doomed Dune. In this middle grade adventure, a girl named Melina travels to a forbidden landmark guarded by tyrannical robots, but her life turns upside down when she discovers the true reason it's off limits. Discover Doom Doom Secret by heading over to johntilton.com. That's J-O-N-T-I-L-T-O-N.com. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Cause of Craft. I'm your host, John Tilton. Why do we create? Where do our ideas come from? What does our craft say about us? These are the ideas we explore here on the show. Each episode, I interview a different guest, from writers and painters to musicians and filmmakers. Together, we investigate the creative process and the reasons behind why we create. On this week's episode, I talk with Jenna Therese, author of Ignite, a novel about a girl with superpowers in a world where superhumans aren't considered the heroes. We discuss growing in the writing craft, building characters, exploring creative variety, and more. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thanks so much for joining us, Jenna. Um, I'm really excited to talk with you. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about your book series? Yeah, it's just a young adult sci-fi superhero um, series. I just, I really, I'm a huge Marvel fan, so it's kind of fitting that my first my first book was a superhero book. Kind of explores the idea of superpowers being kind of a negative thing as opposed to, like, in our world where, like, we love Marvel and DC like superpowers superheroes seen as something that's really cool but um but yeah just kind of exploring that idea and what it'd be like to live in a world where having superpowers was something that was negative and looked down upon so so yeah and how did that idea first come to you was it when you were watching one of these marvel movies or kind of when you were just reflecting on it yeah i'm sure it was probably influenced somewhat by marvel but i don't know if it was um directly influenced it's kind of hard to tell like what exactly inspired the story I had a um, superhero story idea many years ago that didn't really go anywhere and I kind of dropped it and I feel like this story kind of came from that somewhat or just kind of brought me back to the idea of a superhero story and also may have been inspired by a movie trailer I saw. It was just like the beginnings of it were so small, it's hard to pinpoint. But I would say that it was probably from a superhero story that I had years ago that I just kind of revisited a little bit and um, rethought about the story idea that I had. So this first time that you explored similar themes and a similar story and it wasn't working, what do you think changed when you approached it again with this new angle? What sorts of things do you think made the story work better this time coming to it? Um, I think in part, probably the biggest part of it was just that I had grown a lot more as a writer and learned a lot more about just like how to write a good story and what goes into especially character development. I just thinking back, I just know what I was working on that first idea. I didn't really know much of anything. I think that was part of the reason why the story wasn't going anywhere because I didn't really know how to create uh, deep characters or deep themes either. So the story just kind of fell a little flat. Coming back to it years later, I just was able to look at it in a different way because I had learned so much more and was able to add more depth to it. Where would you say kind of the biggest, and I know it's probably a mix of things, but where are the biggest jumps that you felt in your 
own ability to write? Yeah, definitely just keeping at it with like writing um, and definitely reading too. But yeah, definitely craft books, videos, articles. I just researched like a crazy person and trying to learn from others, asking authors questions. And yeah, just kind of a mix of a lot of different things. So if one of our listeners goes and types in craft books on writing and that list of like 3000 comes up mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, Jenna, which one do I do first? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the one that you would say, oh, that's the one that you like lay some groundwork? Yeah, I think um, my very first writing craft books were, um, let me see if I can remember, I think it was Structuring Your Novel by K.M. Wyland. I think that was my very first one. It just kind of like blew my mind because I didn't know anything about writing before that. And uh, and yeah, K.M. Wyland's uh, craft books are really, really good, really solid ones. And so it's one thing when you're reading kind of how to do something. And then it's another thing when you actually start to implement those strategies into your actual work. Did you find that challenging or did you find yourself solving problems differently than you might have expected when it came time to actually do the work? Yeah, I would say transferring that new knowledge into actually like actionable steps was a little bit difficult, especially in the beginning. I think one of the things that helped me a little bit probably was, um, like we talked about, reading books and kind of seeing how authors were applying things that I was learning about the writing craft. Just like even finding things like worksheets or steps that you can take to apply um, certain techniques. And it kind of just gives you a starting point uh, where you can kind of build off of it or change it and kind of make your own writing process. And um, a lot of times I think it just took me a lot of trial and error to figure out what worked for me. And how long have you been writing in general? Oh, let's see. I think it's been about... 13-ish years. I started writing when I was seven or eight, but I got more serious about it when I was around 17. Was there a standout moment about why you wanted to become more serious about it? I just remember having this thought like, wait, how do you actually write a book? Like, is there, is there like a certain way you should do it? And of course I Googled it and I got a ton of stuff and that just kind of started my journey on just kind of studying the writing craft. But even before that, I was still really loved writing and uh, really wanted to publish someday. So I'd always been really passionate about it. But yeah, when I was, I think it was summer 2017, maybe I was just like, just really curious about how to craft a really good story. Do you find that what drew you to writing in the first place is what still draws you to it today? Um, In a way, yes. Because in the beginning, I was just really fascinated with how stories could draw you in and just like take you to a different place where you just forget about the world you're in and it was just it was so fascinating to me and and I just really had fun in the beginning with my imagination and just like letting it run wild and writing whatever and I think that definitely still applies now because I have so many stories in my head that I just have to write and it's just so much fun to like let your imagination play with different ideas and different characters. But um, I think the part that changed over the years was kind of a realization of how important art is and stories are in 
our world and just realizing how much they impact people. I just kind of became really passionate about using my passion for writing stories to hopefully impact people in a positive way. Was there a story that stood out to you that affected you that you put that together where story does have this big power to influence people and change people and be something very positive in someone's life? Yeah, I think the Out of Time series by Nadine Brandis was one that really stood out to me as being a really impactful series. And it just kind of inspired me to create really good stories that were deep and with meaningful themes and deep characters that went on these journeys. And uh, it was, I, it affected me and inspired me. And um, it just, yeah, it just kind of inspired me to do the same with my own books. And we talked about some of the differences between, you know, your writing, maybe even it sounds like a few years ago versus your writing today. Uh, and a lot of that is based on you improving your craft and things like this. Would you say there's there's certain things that have remained unchanged kind of in a positive way that whether that be certain themes that you want to explore? I guess you mentioned before you were working on another superhero story. Is that always something that you feel yourself drawn to? Um, yeah, I do <laughs> do like superhero stories, do like sci-fi, but um, yeah, I think the thing that just hasn't changed is like just the fascination with how stories work and just how deeply they can affect people or even myself if I'm just working on a story that nobody else has seen yet, how it can affect me and um, teach me things and uh it's just like I've always found it really fascinating. And even if I didn't publish books anymore, I would keep writing just because of that. And now as you're growing as a writer, do you find yourself reading and approaching books that you read differently? Um, sometimes, yeah, I kind of go into an analyzing mode and uh, try to figure out what's going right in the story or what's not working. And to be honest, sometimes it can <laughs> prevent me from actually like enjoying a book or movie. But yeah, sometimes it, it really does help to kind of analyze the stories you're reading and the movies you're watching. That's really beneficial in seeing different writing techniques actually play out. You mentioned researching. Is that, well, what's the type of research that you do for a superhero novel? Because, um, you know, most people might think, oh, well, you just make up whatever powers there are. Mm -hmm. But is it in terms of like making certain, like you have like fire elements or ice elements and you're trying to make those scientifically realistic or are you researching something else? Um, I think the m most researching that I did for that particular project was just like the locations that it took place in because there were places that I had never been before. So obviously I needed to figure out um, distances between certain cities or how big cities were. And um, there are also like a couple kind of like, I guess, medical things to research um, and also some uh, tips from my editor that um, weren't quite accurate in the book in the <laughs> earlier drafts. But um, yeah, mainly just kind of the locations that it took place in. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned these things because, you know, I have stuff like this in my books, too, and it's like it's it's that kind of the not so glorious part of the writing process <laughs> is like getting all the like details yeah. and like unless you're in a genre that 
kind of the research is part of the fun part, like maybe like historical fiction or something like that. It always yeah. seems like if you're you're like, oh man, and now I'm bogged down by all the details. It's mm-hmm. ruining my creativity, but it's still important to make sure that it feels like a real world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What was working with an editor like? Was was there things that surprised you about that part of the process? Yeah, it was really, really great. Um, the editor that I had, she was really good. I think that it really helped me grow a lot as a writer because when you have somebody else looking at your work with new set of eyes, they can see things that you miss or even see things that like maybe beta readers miss, you know, like working with a professional is um, is really, really different. And uh, it just kind of made me look at some things differently and kind of helped me when I'm doing my own editing, kind of taking their tips and uh, applying it to my own work. So yeah, I just, I definitely learned a lot working with an editor. It's a different thing for writers, I think, when they hit that part of the collaboration, or I guess really the first part of collaboration in the whole process, because we're so used to like being by ourselves and just you know kind of writing in our office or wherever we write Mm -hmm. and then to have someone I guess to have a reader in the first place is a sort of collaboration but then to have someone who's actively giving you suggestions it kind of opens this whole new world to it right right yeah it is definitely a little bit scary too but um but yeah it definitely I've heard of a lot of writers saying that sharing their work is you know, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking because like you said, you're used to just working on it by yourself and nobody else is going to look at it. And then, um, and then somebody else comes along and you're sharing your work. It's, uh, kind of scary, but, uh, definitely if you have, you know, good supportive people that you're sharing your work with and they want to help you and they're giving feedback to, um, support you. And it's, makes it a little less scary knowing that and um, knowing that you, it'll be an experience that you'll grow from. So you mentioned a lot of this growth, that, uh, both in working with an editor and also through reading craft books and things like this. In a way, I guess, no matter how far we've come, there's always room to grow. Is there like a certain technique or a certain style or something that you kind of have in your sights as like the next mountain to climb, so to speak, the next sort of challenge that you're making for yourself to improve as a writer? Yeah, it almost feels like everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> nothing's uh, nothing's easy. <laughs> but um, I think something that I could probably work a lot more on is um, just like developing plots because like I really like character-driven stories and I love working on characters but like just creating the plot, it's just, it doesn't come quite as easily. And I think that's something that um, I'd definitely be learning more about. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing too with any of this learning process because it, I know that certain steps for me always feel like, oh, that's, this new thing is so difficult that it just, ta- like when you're implementing something new, it can take months, you know, even to mm-hmm. try to get it even somewhat right. If if not even halfway right, you know? And so it's interesting though, how the more you do something, the more it starts to become second nature. Have you had those experiences too, where a part of your writing feels like, oh, I'm so glad that that's coming to me faster now than it used to? Yeah, definitely. I think with like developing characters, like it's come a lot easier now that I've 
um, worked a lot on learning about how that works. And just like looking back on some of my very early stories, the characters were so very flat and so very, so very bad. And um, it's just kind of uh, interesting to see how some things come easily or easier with um, consistency. Do you find yourself putting yourself in your characters a lot as well? Um, I think so. And sometimes unknowingly, um, I think there's probably a lot of myself and usually like the main character, but um, sometimes like stepping back when in the editing stage, I can see like little things um, in other characters too, or even sometimes little things in characters from people that I know that just somehow got in there and I didn't even realize it which is really interesting and it feels to me like it's always important as the writer to have some of your personal experience in there but I guess how do you find that balance between directing the characters in a certain way where they kind of become their own thing and also retaining a part of your own life experience yeah I think a lot of that just comes down to developing the characters because like even though like a journey of a main character might be kind of reflecting uh, my own, I really want to make sure that I want to focus on the main character and that individual separate from me and how their experiences in the book affect them, not necessarily thinking about like, how would this experience affect me? Because I'm, even though like the journey is similar, like the character is still different from me. And um, just focusing on telling their story, even if though there are some similarities between theirs and my own. So I saw on your Instagram profile that you also listed yourself as a musician. What's the, what kind of instrument do you play? Or is it a voice thing? Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely not a singer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been playing piano for about 12 or 13 years. And I have a guitar and ukulele, haven't quite learned those yet. But um, piano is my main thing. So what came first? Did you Were you into music first or were you into writing first? Um, it actually came around around the same time, but I think writing was just slightly before. And do you feel any sort of overlap between those two interests uh, besides them just being different creative fields? Uh, do you find yourself ever influenced about how you approach music to how you approach writing and vice versa? Um, I think the overlap generally I see is like how music can like even like music with, that doesn't have any lyrics or anything can kind of tell a story or have these emotions and how that kind of ties into like when I'm working on a story having music on that ties into the mood of the scene that I'm writing and I've always found that really fascinating too how music can kind of set the mood so I often listen to music as I'm writing to kind of help get into that writing mood of the scene that I'm writing. And what sorts of musical genres inspire you? Um, I listen to some classical music, um, a lot of like, I don't know how to describe it, kind of contemporary piano, I guess. Oh, that's really cool. And I guess so you listen while you write. Um, I have mm -hmm. days where I can do that, and but usually I can't. It has to be like a very specific type of day like actually today I was listening to music while I wrote but I think that was the first time in like three months that I oh. did that. So, um, do you find yourself going to the 
the instrumental because you don't have the singing there to kind of have the words distracting your words. Right. Yeah. If I listen to anything that has like lyrics to it, it's way too distracting. But in if you're not writing, is it a completely is a big genre shift for you then? Are you listening to like pop songs or rock or something else? Or are those kind of the the music that you're drawn to in the first place? Um, I would say it probably stays the same. Sometimes if I'm not uh, writing, I'll listen to like Christian worship music sometimes. But um, but yeah, I'm just generally really drawn to uh, more instrumental songs. And so speaking of the, the Christian inspiration, this is part of your Project Inspire, is it not, that you run a blog? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's just uh, basically um, a blog that I started as a way to encourage and inspire other artists of all mediums, not just writing, to kind of help them realize how important their art is and how it can be really impactful and hopefully give them some tools and equip them to be able to do that. I like that a lot too, because you talk about bringing different disciplines, different creative fields together. That's something we try to do here on the show. We're both authors, but mm-hmm. every week I try to interview a different type of craft, which can be hard from like the marketing of the podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, but which you might've felt too with the blog. Yeah. But why do you think it's so important to have that variety of voices? Yeah, I was just thinking about that when I was starting that blog, because of course I'm a writer and I know more writers than like artists of other mediums, but I think it's just really important to include them all all different mediums because um, they're all important and all very impactful. And of course I'm more drawn to writing, but uh, there are so many other ways that you can reach people. And I just think it's really important to tie all those in. Is that part of the original idea for the blog or what first got you thinking that you wanted to do something like that? It all, I think it started with just like a blog tag that I started a few years ago and it was just kind of the idea of, you know, inspiring other writers at first. It was just writers and I kind of wanted to grow that, but um, I didn't feel like my author blog was the best place for that. I just kind of toyed with the idea of not just reaching writers, but artists of all mediums and uh, just kind of play with the idea of Project Inspire and um, started that up. And thinking specifically about the different disciplines that are involved with that, have you found yourself learning new things that you might not have ever thought of by talking to people and interviewing people who are in a completely different craft than your own? Definitely. It's always really interesting to learn about other art forums and just being able to interview even some entrepreneurs who are uh, selling their art or sharing about artists uh, who do art forums that um, people maybe not don't talk that much about or I don't know a lot about. Like, for instance, I featured a face painter recently, which is something I thought was really cool because I never even considered (laughs) consider that but yeah it's just really kind of fascinating I think good for the artist community in general just kind of learn about what each other loves to do something I noticed on your website was you have different works and progresses one of them being the sequel to your book ignite but then also you have things that 
uh, at least according to the website, I don't, I don't know how often you update it, but you have one that's like, oh, I haven't written any words, but I have kind of the general idea, which is uh, such a different approach than I think my personality wants, like, like, likes to take. And it's probably better for marketing to say something earlier, but I'm always like, oh, I don't know. Like I might never publish that. So <laughs> like I kind of keep it under wraps. Yeah. Do you do that as sort of something for fun or accountability or why do you like to have that section with all the different types of works on your website? Yeah, I think partially just kind of for fun. And I've found that a lot of people just really want to know. And, you know, sometimes as an author, it's kind of hard to figure out a balance of how much you should share about what you're working on or not. Like um, people are getting tired of it or, or, uh, or not. And, um, and yeah, I've just found that just people really want to know what authors are working on and enjoy sharing a little bit of that and they enjoy hearing about it. So, so yeah, it's just kind of fun to share about. I can try to remember how many projects I have on that page, but uh, my main project right now is just working on the sequel to Ignite and, um, of course, working on that prequel, a short story too, to get that up. But yeah, those are kind of my two main things right now. I think I have a couple more, more things on that page, but those are kind of on the back burner at the moment. Looking at when you first started writing to knowing what it takes now to actually have a book be published, I'm sure you're much more aware of all the struggles and hardships that come with all this. Uh, we talked before about different reasons that you started writing and why you've continued writing. But I guess what makes it worth all of the challenge and all of this back and forth with your editor, finding a cover designer, sticking with the same project for months or even years, what do you find about the process that is so rewarding that you want to now publish another book, that you have all these books on your work in progress page that you've decided, you know, I'm going to keep at being an author? Yeah, that's a good question. I remember being in like the midst of editing and research of things and like doing all the indie author things for like the first time. It's just like, it's a lot of work and it's really overwhelming. And, and then the book came out and like readers are telling me how much they enjoy it and how much it has impacted them. And just like, even just little messages that just told them that it, they enjoyed it and um, connected with the characters. I think it makes those really hard seasons um, a lot easier to get through, knowing that uh, stories really connect with people and my stories can maybe help someone or encourage them or inspire them. And I think it's just like, just those little messages just kind of remind me that the work that I'm doing is really important and um, of course, it's not easy. It's ever going to be easy. But yeah, it'll definitely be worth it. It doesn't seem like there's a big long list of things that are remarkably easy that people are like, um, you know, thinking that mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a life changing thing to do. You know, <laughs> you know like uh, it always seems like the most valuable things in life often take a lot of effort and sometimes way more than you anticipate when you first try it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell everyone about your short story and where they can find your writing online? So yeah, like I said, it's just a prequel short story to debut novel Ignite about side character Aries. And um, that's available for pre-order now and releases on February 25th. And um, yeah, if readers want to connect with me, they can find me on my website and Instagram is where I'm most active.
thanks so much, Jennifer, for spending this time with us. And it was really great getting to know your process a little bit more and getting to know why you write. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause of Craft. You can find more about Jenna on her website, jennatherese.com. Her book is called Ignite, and you can find links both on her website and in the show notes. There you can also find a link to her blog, Project Inspire. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Doing so really does help the show grow. And if you have feedback, suggestions, or guest recommendations, please send us an email at john at causeofcraft.com. That's J-O-N at causeofcraft.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.